the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Stop I've Just Been Triggered. The last four episodes we have dedicated to exploring and adopting the RAIN process when we're facing emotional triggers. So now we're going to start to focus on specific triggers. Natalie, how are you? Are you ready to do a deep dive into triggers around specific areas of our life? Hey, Candice, ready and raring to go. Um, I was thinking a good place to start would be relationship triggers Mm. because those seem to cut the deepest and linger for years, Mm. uh, if not a lifetime. Yeah. As we're now aware, we develop coping mechanisms to avoid pain. And unfortunately, sometimes we sabotage our relationships when we have these knee-jerk reactions to our triggers. Mm, Yeah, and reacting rather than responding doesn't always lead to the desired outcome of Mm. loving and affectionate relationships personally or productive relationships professionally. Mm. In fact, when we react, it usually does the opposite. It causes friction. And exactly. Yeah. And it's it's often the pain of not being seen or heard, Mm. maybe being betrayed or belittled, uh, lied to, or criticized in the past that's causing a sensitivity in you now that's causing that trigger in a current relationship. That's that's spot on, Canvas. And because we become so vigilant to these behaviors, you know, in others. It only takes a hint of the original betrayal um, or hurt to cause us to react. Mm, Yeah, this sounds like a really great discussion topic and starting point because our tender spots, as I like to call them, are really fragile areas of our psyche and and they kind of feel like an open wound and Mm. any slight touch really stings with pain and intolerance And often a really ordinary event, such as a misunderstanding, triggers an overreaction Mm. because we're still carrying those burdens and hurts from the past. We're not seeing the present moment for the present moment. We're carrying with us everything from behind into that moment. Mm, I agree. And and that's why some things just push our buttons in relationships Mm -hmm. and why It is usually our partner who usually does the pushing. (laughs) Bless, bless. (laughs) Um, You know, our emotional reactions can erupt out of this pain, as you said, and take on proportions that far outweigh, you know, the the common response, so so called, you know. Um, I remember hearing once that we often marry the very person who will bring out the best and the worst in us. And the reason being is, you know, we ultimately feel safe enough 
to show all our parts, even the vulnerable ones. It's, you know, and it's, isn't it funny how, you know, easily we can justify our responses, you know, uh, with that little internal dialogue, uh, you know, and logic to support the perspective and narrative that we've told ourselves for so long that the other person is purposely uh, trying to hurt us and we must react as we don't want to get hurt again. Yeah, and, and you're right. That the funny thing about relationships is that they can be both healing or destructive and it really mm. depends on the growth that you're embracing yourself. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, living like this in you know a trigger cycle of reacting rather than responding, it tends to create more of what we don't want. So the other party or the other person in the relationship perceives our response as unreasonable and then suddenly they become defensive. Mm. Yeah. And so that other person becomes defensive because they don't know or understand where your reaction or accusation is coming from. So they're confused and that defensiveness escalates to frustration and it's just ugh. yeah it's it's not a good cycle to be on is it mm. you know and you know it's it's like we've discussed before within each of us there's an accumulation of memories some good some bad wounds and experiences from our earlier lives or or you know early years in life and the interesting thing about patterns you know that we we establish in relationships uh, are that they you know they evolve between partners when they try and control, mm. disarm and dodge the painful burdens yeah. of the past. You know, the dance continues, the wounds never heal. Often the pattern serves to simply repeat the original injury, like you said. Yeah, yeah, because we all have that inner child version of ourselves. Mm. And and these reactions, you know, the triggered feeling or story behind whatever's triggered you can lead to behaviours that are emotionally demanding or could be rage or anger, Mm. that controlling, um, criticising or even shutting down. Mm. And suddenly neither party is actually listening and those interactions around that trigger are just blowing everything out of proportion, taking away from what's actually happened. And we have no capacity to effectively respond to each other with any kind of deeper understanding and growth. Exactly, Candice. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, I like to think that um, as an adult, we're guiding our thoughts and decisions through life. You know, we're managing our problems interacting appropriately and making sure all our needs are being met Mm. but this adult version of ourselves isn't alone we have this inner child that is a part of our life and with us always Mm. that's so true Candice and um and often forgotten we Mm. we kind of uh, either hide or or just ignore the inner child Mm. And then when something happens that takes us out of adult mode, then we find ourselves in that childlike place Mm. where, you know, you might feel frightened or or maybe angry or even abandoned. Mm. And these events 
are our emotional triggers. The smaller situation, we can be reminded of a behavior that hurt us or embarrassed us or made us feel abandoned. It's things like maybe your parent wasn't much of a parent or maybe they were overbearing, you know, mm. maybe your siblings weren't, were mean or, you know, maybe they, they shattered your every move. Things like, you know, your year two teacher, you know, like how old are you in year two, eight <laughs> years old or something, you know, um, seven, you know, your, your year two teachers, like, you know, a bully. And they continually picked on you and made an example of you in class. Or, or, you know, it could be something as simple as like your best friend when you were a kid up and moved. They left one day, their family moved, you know, states or, you know, they moved schools and, and you didn't know and it hurts you. Mm. And all these like experiences we, we have as children and young adults, they create really powerful emotional triggers mm. that then hide deep within us. You know, in an instance, you're taken back, you know, to that place and then you feel it. You feel the embarrassment. You feel that fear or you feel that abandonment. Mm. I mean, it's real. It feels mm. real. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It does feel real, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. And so suddenly you're reacting to emotional triggers when they appear in your relationship. And your reaction to emotional triggers when they appear in your relationships are often out of proportion to the nature of the offence, so to speak. Mm. So the temptation is to get into a big fight, you know, mm. why the hell did you do that? Or you're too much or um, you're always overreacting or mm. you're always criticising. Mm. Or on the alternative, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, becoming really quiet, withdrawn, hiding away, retreating back, uh, you, the silent treatment effectively. Mm. Yeah. 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 And, and, or you could do the good old beat myself up, you know? Yep. Um, oh, you idiot. You did it again, you know? And uh, why can't you just keep your mouth shut and you start to sort of berate yourself? And, and uh, it, it's a kind of reaction that can happen easily when we or our partners in relationships give free reign to that wounded child uh, without keeping it in check, so to speak. Mm -hmm. and when you look at it from a point of growth, relationships provide us with the opportunity to experience our emotional triggers in a completely different way or a new way mm, no you're yeah that's that's so true uh so long as we work through the situation from our adult self our present mm. self nurturing the inner child mm. and you know let's face it we know this takes effort and understanding and it's uncomfortable but this is where that rain in motion comes in, that rain process we've been talking about, recognising, allowing, investigating and nurturing mm. to keep our present adult self aware and reflecting of the reaction of the inner child. Mm. So, you know, we're resisting the urge to react from hurt of the scared, unknowing inner child and this allows for reflection and emotional growth. And a really great exercise that you can practice just to kind of uh, start, I guess, that RAIN process or when you feel yourself getting triggered is 
to just take a mindful pause to stop Mm. check in reflect let go of the emotion and just see a little more clearly from a calm place Mm, that's something I love Candice I really the the, you know like the pause exercise is just it's it's simple it's something you don't have to think too much about but you just catch it and it works yeah you know of course there's other ways to deal with triggers um ultimately our triggers are our responsibility to heal Mm. and work through Mm. you know talking about relationships it's, it's not your partner's job to be more attentive or kind or open or happy or calm and so on and so on. So you won't be triggered. Mm. You know, we don't want our partner treading on eggshells. No. Yeah. Um, Working through the past hurts. It's important as, you know, to avoid it from affecting the present relationship. You Mm. you have to kind of go through those issues and those uh, painful memories and using the, the, the RAIN process, you can work through the past memories and heal them. As we've discussed over the last mm. few podcasts, it's, it's a beautiful, I like to think of it as it's quite gentle. Um, it's a lot of work and it does hurt because mm-hmm. you're bringing up. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's a gentle way of doing it, um, you know, and, and hence that's why it's adopted by or it was invented by meditation teachers, you know. Mm. Another way is becoming aware of the reactions and the story that you start making up in your head when you're triggered. You know, ask yourself, is this true? Work through what is real versus what's created fiction. Mm. And that's a big one in relationships because we jump the gun. You know, Mm. uh, we get triggered and we think they did it because and and we put conviction on that mm. and so stepping story yeah exactly so stepping back and and saying hang on <laughs> is that true <laughs> um it sounds ridiculous but it actually works you know oh it does it, it, it i find myself asking myself that question all the time when mm. i'm finding myself getting stressed or whatever mm. situation i'm in that i'm kind of feeling a little anxious about I ask myself, you know, is this real or Mm. am I creating something? And I'm always creating something apparently. (laughs) But anyway. um, We both are, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we've spoken about the inner child component uh, to triggers quite a lot. So Mm. inner child work is also so incredibly valuable. Speaking to your inner child from Mm. your adult self telling them you're in a child that you're there for them that you're not going to abandon them and mm. so that your inner child can start to have a trusting relationship within your mm. adult capacity and that you have presence and self-compassion and self-love and all those beautiful nurturing things mm. beautiful it's such a such a a really important thing to work through mm. and to embrace. I think your inner child is, is really uh, valuable, like you mm. said. And in relationships, it's important to take time to deal with the triggers, you know, so they don't escalate in the communication. Mm. Yeah. Also resisting uh, thinking in terms of always and never. Uh, um, triggered feelings yeah. tend to get like that. And they get really generalised. You know, you yep. always do that. 
you know, or you're never going to. Mm. So it's, I think that's a really, I've found that personally, it's a really important thing to, um, to start resisting that, that way of thinking. Yeah. And if we harness this in relationships, only then can we truly learn that we can express our feelings and not actually have to have the outcome we have associated with the memory. Mm. Meaning, you know, we can express the fear of abandonment, but know that we will not be abandoned. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's important when you find yourself in this place of overreacting, you're on the lookout for your own emotional triggers. And try not to point out your partner's issues when they are angry and angry and frustrated. Great point, Candace. Um, you know, when you're upset, the last thing you want is for someone to intellectualize your feelings. Yeah. That's a conversation for later, uh, you know, when things have calmed down. In taking responsibility for your part of what happened is a really invaluable part of being in a relationship. Mm. Uh, you know, see if you if you want to help create a resolution that works for you both, then talk about the triggering nature of the event later, when both adults, so to speak, <laughs> are back running things. Yeah, absolutely. And relationships are such a great opportunity to explore your past and heal the injured parts of yourself, because mm. we are so vulnerable in our relationships, and we do get triggered. Mm. because it's so personal it's oh absolutely yeah. so tender within our soul mm. Mm. and it's a vulnerable thing being in a relationship oh definitely because, yeah definitely. because you know you, you're exposing the goods the good parts and the bad parts of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all have them too <laughs> especially when you have children <laughs> oh well that just adds a whole different dynamic doesn't it <laughs> Yeah, and I think on that note, we'll wrap up this this episode. Yeah. And um, uh, we we hope that you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. We'll be back again next fortnight uh, with another instalment uh, where we're going to dive into triggers around expectations. This one I'm really excited about, Candice. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I've I felt the weight of expectations on me my entire life, whether intentionally yeah. or not. I don't know, but. Mm. It's a big one. So I'm it's looking forward to getting into that one too. Awesome. So it's bye from us and uh, we'll see you next time.